I'm April Adams Pertwee, and I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Lightbeamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering, both from the women inside my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. I'll also share some of my best tips, story prompts, and ideas with you so that you can feel more empowered to find your own story and share it with other people. That's how you become a light beamer. Here's what I know to be true about our stories. They connect us on a deep level. Listening to other people's inside story can help you on your own journey. Stories can teach, inspire, and connect us and help us build community faster than any other form of communication I know. I've interviewed thousands of people in my career and what I know to be true is that everybody has a story. And by everybody, I mean you do too. My hope is that the stories we bring you here will encourage you to examine your own story and to share that story with others. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to the business today of sharing the light found in this episode. But before we dive in, just a quick reminder that the best way to keep this mission going is if you help us by leaving a review, subscribing to the podcast, and also sharing episodes with the ones that you love. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to be doing this third episode of the, of the Inside Story podcast. And Today, I have a special guest because when I started thinking through just the vision of the Inside Story podcast, this was something that I, this concept that we're going to talk about today, which is is the long game, this was really something that came into play as I got over myself, as I shared with you in the premiere episode that I made every excuse possible why not to start this podcast, and I realized I was having a short-term vision. I was making those excuses based off immediate results versus the long game. And when I started thinking about that, and I kind of called myself out on my own BS, the voice of my dear friend, Sandra Scaiano came into my head because this is something that she talks about is the long game. In fact, she even has her own beautiful podcast called The Long Game Podcast that I highly encourage you to check out. So I've invited my dear friend, Sandra Scaiano, to join me for this episode so that we could talk more about the long game and share some of the inside stories about what the long game really means. And our intention with this is to get you thinking about where are you playing the long game or where could you use some long game vision, just like I needed it as I was preparing to launch this podcast. So Sandra, thank you so much, my friend, for agreeing to be with me on this very young episode of this very young podcast, but we aren't worried about that because we're playing the long game, right? (laughs) My pleasure. It's my absolute pleasure to be here and to 
introduce and further the concept of the long game to your listeners. Yeah, yeah, that's it's really what it's about, because I'm going to be super honest with you guys. When you start something like this, this is what I thought about, you know, and I've been in broadcasting. I've been interviewing people literally my entire adult life, my entire career. So this is I'm no stranger to this work. I'm no stranger to getting interviews. I'm not scared to ask people to come on a show or any of those things. But here is where my short term vision kept tripping me up. And I I wasn't allowing the long game vision to come into play when I started thinking about launching this podcast, which was I knew I wanted to do some episodes solo. As I shared with you, it's been, you know, important to me to share my own stories and have a platform mm-hmm. where I can finally do that in a way that feels free to me. And it doesn't feel gratuitous uh, or any of those things. But I also knew that I obviously wanted to have other voices in this platform with me because that's what I do. That is what I do best. It's what I enjoy. And I know there's so many beautiful voices that I want to help facilitate and bring to the table. But in doing that, I kept thinking about, but the podcast is going to be so new Like, who's going to want to come on and be on episode 003 because I know the listenership will be smaller than what it will be in a year from now or, you know, even six months from now. I know I know the work that this takes and I, I just understand logistically how math works. And, you know, when you launch a podcast, your audience is smaller. And so that was what was tripping me up, Sandra. And I was having such a hard time making the invitations to people that I highly respect and admire and whose voice I do want to help amplify. But I was feeling like it wasn't good enough, like the podcast wasn't going to be launched in a way, you know, out there long enough for that platform to be, you know, inviting to anyone else. So that was the stupid thing that was getting in my head. That was one of the many excuses that was stopping me from playing the long game. But thankfully, I have you in my ear and I in, I know the work that you're doing with the podcast that you're producing. And so I want to say it's perfect to have you on yeah. because you can help me. <laughs> you can just kind of keep talking me through yep. this nonsense. But also, I know so many other listeners battle with these same sort of thoughts and demons that keep us from playing bigger, longer games. So with that being said, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. And to just jump right in. Yeah. I want to just tell you about that fear you had. Uh Um, I recently launched my podcast. So I'm a web designer and digital brand strategist. And my philosophy of business is the long game. And I'll go into that a little bit more. But when I launched my podcast six months ago, my number two episode was an interview with someone I knew. And it is it continues to get downloads. It's the most listened to, the most downloaded episode six months later, even because you keep driving traffic back and it's so good. So like what your fear was is completely irrational because in the reality of it in in terms of that way, because, you know, one of the earliest things I did is getting more uh, downloads and listens than the later pieces, even, you know, because of just what people get attention to. So. Yeah. And this is how podcasts work. I mean, you know, we're (laughs) users, we're consumers. We know like we find a podcast we really love and you might land on episode 66 when you first find it. But then you're like, ooh, I want to see what else. And so what are you naturally going to get? You're going to go back to the beginning and you're going to binge. Right. And so I understand that intellectually, but emotionally, those were the Mm -hmm. things that 
that those were the thoughts that were stopping me. You know, like I said, I know how broadcasting works. I understand the podcast world. I've la- I've helped other people <laughs> launch their podcast. That's what's so funny. But when it's your own thing, you get in your way. And so, you know, I really do want to dive in to this long game philosophy and, and have you, you know, share a little bit more about your own journey sure thing. Um, and talk a little bit about, you know, the your vision and this concept around the long game and when it really landed with you and how you started to incorporate it into your business. Like you said, Sandra runs a very successful branding and web design business. She's been an entrepreneur for, I don't know how a long time, Sandra, I don't know how many years years now, 10 plus years. And, you know, she's my favorite Jersey girl and she always brings (laughs) the truth, just like good Jersey girls do. (laughs) So yeah, when did that long game philosophy start to solidify for you? I I think I really came into understanding it a few years ago from where I am now. So maybe year seven, six and a half of my business where, you know, again, I I kind of fell into owning my own business and becoming an entrepreneur. I was, you know, working full time in corporate world and I was nine months pregnant working all the way to the end to be like, I'm going to, you know, have all that time off packed in. Literally, we, they closed the business on a Monday. On a Friday, I went into labor on Monday. So there was nothing to go back to all of that. So I really, I I was always in marketing and strategy. And I decided to start teaching myself how to code. I was like, I want to execute. I always made the plan and did all the strategic thinking and then passed it off to a team. So that was Mm -hmm. where I got started. And along the way, as I grew and I, I started to solidify like my business direction, I started to realize it takes a long time. Like that overnight success yeah. doesn't always happen. Like, and that's when I really started <laughs> to, to, to come into the long game philosophy when I was into this and, and really starting to think this stuff is building on itself and it's, it's relationships. It's coming into your own brand voice. Like at some point I had redesigned my own brand three times until I was like, this is it. I know what I want to say now. And that's when I started, I know how I want to talk. Like that's when the long game really started to hit me when I was like, all right, it takes time. And I always say to my clients, get started. Like your business, your website, it's going to evolve. Like you have yeah. to kind of lose that perfection piece so that you can just get your foot in the game and start start moving in a direction. The more you work with clients, the more your direction solidifies and the more um, your brand voice solidifies because you kind of come into your own more. And I really, after this length of time in that like seventh year, I was like, I know it. I know it. I know Uh what I want to say. I know how I want to be. I'm like, no, you're not for me. Yes, you are for me. Like, I know how to deflect or to attract. And that to me was when I started saying, like, I'm in it for the long game. Like, I am doing this. And it's, it's about everything about the long game is it's, it's about time, you know, like relationships or, systems, you know, like all of these concepts of the long game. And that really became my philosophy. Like you have to show up, you have to do the work and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. Like, yes, you can go and use someone else's strategy and you could be like, wow, that worked. That was a boost. But like, if you're not doing those foundational pieces of showing up and coming with your ideas and your content and your own voice, those foundation pieces 
your own story, owning yeah. your own story. <laughs> you are, you know, those are what you build the long game on. And that is where we get success. I mean, once all of these entrepreneurial people that we kind of consider as uh, we look up to or the gurus, like they've been in it a long time, <laughs> you know, like they really have, but you may have only discovered them because now they're making seven figures and, and spending $250,000 a year on Facebook ads. So you're seeing them, you know, whereas yeah. they've been doing this for 15 years now. So that's the thing. We all tend to imagine or project on others, this overnight success kind of thing, but there's really a lot that goes into it. And and that's the piece, like, I, I guess, because of how I approach working with clients, you know, my job as a, as a, as a strategist is I take people and help them build a business. I give them foundations and help them to do what they want to do and not have to worry about a huge chunk of things. And to me, it's the, it's being straightforward. Like I never want to go in and tell somebody like, Hey, I build courses. My one client's making, you know, X amount of dollars a year, but let me tell you what goes into making X amount of dollars a year. It's X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I want people to know the truth of that. And that's where the long game, it's not to discourage, it's to encourage, like keep doing, keep on your own, stop comparing to others. You're on your own path. Yeah. And that's what I feel like so many, especially women, you know, I find that and I, I'm probably men do this too, but I know that my community is largely made up of women. So this is what I'm witnessing is that when it doesn't quite get off the ground the way they expected, or, you know, they're feeling some resistance or that fear is taking over and they're not comfortable yet sharing their story or getting visible and, you know, getting out in front of their clients. And they don't have that overnight excess, success because we've been fed that from a a marketing engine, we've been fed that idea that it's available, which is a total lie. And it's easy. Oh, it's just yeah, so easy. Yeah, that it's available and that like, it's easy. <laughs> then we give up on ourselves. Like women just end up giving mm -hmm. up. And it's like, I've seen this so many times, like women that I know that will be in my community, they'll be doing the work, they're showing up, they're getting on video, they're doing some things. And it's like, overnight, they go away. And it's like, what, where did they go? Like, mm -hmm. what happened? Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I, I will I'll reach out like, Hey, I haven't seen you around the interwebs. Like what's going on? Just what I thought of you today. I wanted to check in on you. And a lot of times I, I hear it back. And the response is like, you know, it's just so hard. It's just, uh, I got deflated and, you mm -hmm. know, this didn't happen. And then this happened and then this happened. And so, it's because things didn't happen right away or they didn't happen the way they wanted to. They don't have that long game vision and they're not really looking for those lessons. Like you talked about rebranding yourself three times. You would have never gotten to the third time had you not gone through the first and second redraft. Totally. Right? Totally. And kept you moving forward. Right. Yeah. Kept moving forward with this is my voice. This is my direction. I'm getting better every day. Yeah. And I know that's definitely been my experience in launching Light Beamers. You know, it was a brand new, you know, reinvention of my own career and voice and definitely did not know what I was doing in the beginning. And, but I, but I do remember specifically saying to myself, like, I know I don't have all this figured out. And I can mm -hmm. remember someone, this was, I remember this story very distinctly. This was um, someone at my church, someone that I love and adore dearly, dear friend of mine. And I was very excited about this concept that I had conceptualized in my head. And I had, you know, got the website. I was going to start 
you know, sharing my own stories. That's really how Light Beamer started was just me kind of sharing some stories of my own and, and blogging more than, you know, anything else and using social media to share that message. And I remember being excited about finding a, a new way for me to share my creative ideas. And I remember my friend looking at me just with the most puzzled look, right? And she was like, but how are you going to make money? You know, she just couldn't understand how the, because I wasn't making any money with it at first. Like, right, nobody, of course, now, like we you all start, start a blog, right. you're, not, <laughs> you're not making money. And I just was like, oh my gosh, this isn't, I don't know how I'm going to make money. I don't know. But like, again, long game vision, I'll mm-hmm. figure it out. Like, I don't know the answer to that today, but I know that I can't ever get to the answer unless I start. That was very clear to me. That conversation is something that has stuck with me for a very long time because it's like, you know, when I did start making money with this, with light beamers, it was like, it was so satisfying to know, like, to recall that conversation and just say, I'm so glad, April, speaking to myself, Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that I didn't let that question derail me. And I know it would have derailed a lot of people. And I understandably so. But, but I didn't because I had that six. long game. I had that right. long game vision. You can't yeah. just start at six. You got to start at one. It's zero. <laughs> You're at zero, right. Yeah. And take the first step. Like when you just go to six, you skip so many things that you need to know. I mean, I always love the stories of like, you know, people who built their business and were like, I did everything in the beginning. I know every piece of this business because I had to do it all until I brought people on, you know, but like they intimately know every aspect and then they build and move on from that. Those are all those stepping stones that you need in your business. And one of my favorite quotes goes to this too, which is the only way out is through and you cannot just hop over. Like you've got to keep going through it. You've got to do the hard work. You know, you've got to get through those issues. You've got to go through your fear. And, you know, when you do that, you come out on the other side. And I love instilling that. Like we all have a this side and a that side of all of these situations. And they can be small, this side and that side of a project, this side and that side of earning, you know, all of these things. But when you start to think about that, that's your journey that you take, you know, like, that's where the stories are, That's right? Where the story the is. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, and you know my formula that I share with everybody. Um, and you guys will hear a lot about this on the podcast. So as you continue to listen, you'll hear me talking about the story arc, which is really what I fundamentally believe is really our stories, the three components of our stories, you know, which is the beginning, the transformation, and the other side. And it is that other side piece. If you're not through that transformation yet, and you haven't gotten to the other side, you don't actually know what the lessons are. You don't have the wisdom to share. And from that standpoint, the story is still being developed. It's a developing story that's not ready for publication or broadcast, right? It is okay to hang on to that until you are on to the other side of it, because that's when you get the clarity. That's when you get the clarity of like, this is what the story, this is why I need to go tell the story now. Now I get it, right? But people can't tell that story until you are on the other side. So that's the same thing as that idea of stepping through. You you don't get to just go from before, mm-hmm. like from A to Z without yeah. going through the rest of the alphabet. 
And so we all have to remember we're on that journey. And that's what our stories are all about. And part of that is even seeing like, you know, another euphemism, the light at the end of the tunnel, like sometimes you're not even close enough to be close to the other side, but then you can't even see the light. (laughs) When you do know that you're close to the other side, like I feel this because I always said in my business, like I love working project-based, like project-based really jazzes me because you don't get caught in a day-to-day because you kind of you know, you're doing different things, you're moving the project along. And then there's a point where the project is done. And you're like, okay, it's all wrapped up with the bow. And now and so you have that elated feeling and that accomplished feeling. So you're, you're, you're on to the other side, you know, and then Uh you start something new. And then there's a new uh, story arc there. But, you know, you have to get to a point where you can even see the other side and then you get energized again. You know, like when you're in the middle and you're still trying to figure out the transformation and, and work through that, when you start to come through a bit and you're, you're like, I'm not quite done yet, but like I'm starting to have epiphanies and yeah. ahas and I'm starting to know that there is another side because that's part of it too, like hope. You know, you have to yeah. have hope that there's another side or hope that you will make six figures or hope that you will, whatever it is. And and that's part of the whole thinking of things is that not everything is so fast. And if you're, if you know that there, you're working on this long game trajectory, then you're like, okay, I know that's coming. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just have to get to that point. Well, I'm curious for you because you've been producing your podcast and really having these discussions about the long game specifically now for six or seven months. And I would love to know so far, what has been your biggest takeaway from not only having these discussions with yourself, but also (laughs) other guests that you bring on to the show and listening to their long game philosophy and strategies? What has been your takeaway so far about the long game that you'd love to share with us today? First, I'm going to say that it has taught me more about the long game now that I'm focused on discussing it than I brought to it originally, you know, than I originally thought, you know, when we we start something, we have an idea, we're like, oh, I think I know so much and (laughs) I have all these ideas. And what has naturally come from me being in these, the podcast and in this creation mode has really taught me a lot about what the long game is in terms of that whole philosophy. And my other piece is that everyone has an interpretation of the long game. You know, the, the people that I'm talking to, the experts that I bring on, and they surprise me because I don't necessarily, you know, our, our, my conversations are, you know, uh, very flowing and free flowing and conversational on yeah. my podcast. So, you know, things aren't scripted out and someone will inevitably say, you know, this is a long game concept, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, yes, yes. I didn't even put that together when I called you to ask you to be on. But like, (laughs) you came on with that idea and putting that piece together, that notion. So for me, it's like, once you, once you kind of pop the concept, people have really embraced it. And they've looked at, at things through a long game lens of their, of their own work and how, what they do, whether it's, you know, being a launch specialist or a Facebook ad specialist or using video or, you know, owning your story, being a story specialist, like how is that a long game philosophy or a long game mindset? Um, And that to me has been one of the biggest ahas. I mean, I feel like I've really 
handpicked the guests in that way. And one of my favorites was recently we talked about niching. I mean, that is a concept that I argue with clients about. Like, yeah. oh, I want to, uh-uh, I got to have everybody. And I'm like, when you niche down, you know, like that's long game, niching, that concept. Yeah. And to like bring someone on who can share their story, who just lived that whole example, you know, like that to me has been one of the best pieces is like taking ideas that I have or concepts and being like, here's the proof of concept. Tracy did it. You know, the niching down of what she did with her business is the perfect example. And, and, and I think that those things are unexpected too, because, uh, you know, this is a mutual friend of ours who I had read her story about, you know, kind of coming out on the other side. And because I knew her whole before story, I was like, this is it. This is exactly like what people need to hear. Like to me, I hopped on that to be like, you've got to come and talk to me because this is such an important concept in the long game. Like, you know, and so I think those are different pieces that come to light in long game mindset. Like, yeah, there's there's plenty of time to expand your market. Get in there, get that voice down, go deep into that niche and then expand once you have systems and 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 concepts in place and all of that. So, you know, that's a perfect example of, you know, ways that it has surprised and delighted me to be talking about it all the time. Yeah. And I, you know, of course, you're mentioning Tracy Otsuka, which is a, a mutual friend of ours that we've uh, been in a, like a business mastermind with before and all of those things. And we've watched her grow and it's been really amazing. She has her own amazing podcast around ADHD for women. And because she niched down, because she got really clear, but her story obviously drove her there. She, it, phenomenal, phenomenal story of how Tracy has evolved. Which really brings up another thing I wanted to talk about, which is just that example right there of you encouraging Tracy and like, you know, seeing the vision when sometimes she couldn't see it. Just like me, I couldn't see in the beginning, like, how was I going to make this podcast work? And it was having myself be surrounded with other people who also carry that long game vision and how important that is. And so... You know, another little inside story about Sandra and I is that we have been a part of a coaching cohort for well over a year. And we've known each other even longer than that. But it was really when we started coaching with our mutual coach, Jen, that we started really playing this long game together as 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 members of this group who were not just getting coaching for ourselves, but also being supportive of the other women in this community. And so I've watched you, you know, put the long game philosophy in place in your business. We've watched, you know, Belinda, another mutual friend who's been with us for a long time and the other women who come have come in and out of that. And so it's been really interesting to me that, you know, on the other side of that, right, for like over a year, I can look back and see how instrumental it has been to surround myself with other people who share this philosophy and sometimes share it when I can't share it. Like, mm -hmm. when I, because I've talked about this podcast with you guys in that group. And I really just get to the point where I'm so sick of hearing myself talk about it. It was time to actually produce it. Right, but right. you guys have heard, you know, me share this vision. And when I launched my storytelling symposiums in 2019, that was a huge thing that I brought before our group. and. You know, people really walked me through 
that process, not just our leader, Jen, but the other members, you and Belinda and many others who have been along this journey. And so that's another piece of the long game is understanding that you must surround yourself with other people who also share a long game philosophy because, you know, no disrespect to my friend at church, but that question of how are you going to make money when you're launching something brand new was not an example of sharing a long game vision. You know, not to say that she may not have it in other areas, but in that moment, that was not a long game vision question, right? Completely. And so it's so important that luckily I was, I was excited enough and had the vision strong enough cemented in my head that that did not derail me. But if you don't have support Mm -hmm. and you don't have people who can catch the vision with you, no matter what it is, and it doesn't have to be in business, it can just be, you know, around your spiritual growth or your physical and well-being. Like maybe you're going to go on a health journey and decide to start working out again. Like those things are all about surrounding yourself with other people who are also on that same journey so that they get it right. We have to have people who get it completely. And you know, one thing I always say is like, you cannot know it all. You cannot know it all. I don't want to know it all. (laughs) There's no way there's no business. Know it all. There's no tech. Know it all. Like these things are like ever changing and evolving. So like, you know, we need each other and each other's experience to be able to call yeah. and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Oh, have you tried this? Or do you know this program? Or, you know, right. even all of those tidbits besides emotional support and all of that that you get from these mutual relationships, like there's a lot that you, you just can't be everywhere. We can't know all of it. I think back about how like there's the the mutual friendships of like the Marie Forleo and the Gabby Bernstein and those people who Chris like Carr. we all just think yeah Chris Carr oh here you are you're all three successful best friends you know like <laughs> amazing but like they started as this small group of women yeah. who nobody knew where they were helping each other out and writing in notebooks on the floor of their apartment you know and you know yep. it 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 takes that mutual piece of relationship and conversation and support and help. And there's also a sense in these groups um, of just service and giving like you, I want to see you thrive. Like you thrive is me thrive, you know, like you're not, you're not, you're taking me April. Like I'm taking you, you know, like, (laughs) and, and that's how it builds. That's how the, you know, when you look at the, the, that trio of the Marie Forleo group, like, they, they took each other. They lift each they other did. up. And so they continue to get, one of them meets Oprah. They all meet Oprah. They all talked on the Oprah <laughs> stage because they were like, yep. you got to meet my best friends. You know what I mean? So like, but, but they were all ready for it. You know, I'm not, you know, but I feel like that is what we do behind the scenes. Like we help each other grow and we share opportunities with each other. We support each other. We push each other forward and we share knowledge. Like to me, that's the most valuable. Like my clients say to me, like, how do you know all this stuff? I'm like, I don't, I don't know all this stuff. Like I think I find out. I you assimilated it. You yeah. assimilate it, right? You just, you gather. It's like we're hunters and gatherers and we just out there getting the knowledge, not from ourselves and not necessarily from our own experiences, but we're getting it 
from other people that you're surrounding yourself with. You have to be a sponge. You have to be open. You have to understand. You have to get your ego out of the way because you don't know it all. And it's not going to all make sense by tomorrow. But you have to trust and you have to believe and you have to have some sort of vision without those things, without, you know, I'm a huge reader. And I, I remember as a child always loving books that were, you know, sort of fantastical, not like science fiction, but like the power of suspending disbelief. You know, I loved reading books that forced me to suspend my disbelief. It just, it just did, you know, and because that's when the doorway would open to new ideas and new concepts. Mm -hmm, But when I was mm -hmm. talking my own, like how, what, huh? Like how that, that, that can't happen. That's not real. Like that's so black and white, you know? And so that's what you have to do in this, in this stage of like playing the long game, surrounding yourself with people who also have that vision is suspending the power of your disbelief and so that you can see past what's currently possible and having mm-hmm. other people do that with you so that you do hear it. Like you say, oh, you should be doing this such and such thing on Kajabi. Like, you know, you'll you'll coach me on different things on my website because that's what you do. Like you're a brilliant strategist around web design and and those types of things. And so I have to be open to hearing that mm-hmm. and not let my ego be like, well, why is she telling me that? Does she think my website's not any good? Like, I mean, what is she talking about? Right? Like that's how Completely. your ego gets in the way. And so I feel like if the listeners are out there thinking, gosh, I don't have a community of people who support me in this way. I'm going to challenge you to examine your own inside story of where might you be putting up a wall? right? Where is your own ego maybe getting in the way of you allowing other people in to support you? Because I promise you what I've discovered is that there are, and especially in the world of women, we've been fed the storyline that women are bitchy and all we want to do is tear each other down. And I'm just going to tell you, the day that I decided to not believe that story, I suspended my own disbelief about that was the day that everything changed. And I almost can really recall my conscious decision around that. Because if I'm, yeah. if I'm honest, I played that game. There were times when I talked about people behind their back, women that I loved and adored, but yet I would look for their faults because it made mm-hmm. me feel better. It lifted me up. It was my own ego. And I got sick of that. I, it didn't make me feel good. I would walk away always feeling that really gross pit in my stomach and not be proud of myself. And I made a conscious decision probably in my, in my thirties, probably around the time that I was becoming a mother, because things change in you when you, you bring another (laughs) human into the world. And I just decided I wasn't going to do that anymore. I made a conscious decision to not be one of those women. And that was when I, again, suspended that disbelief that it is possible to have a beautiful relationship with women that will support you and cheer you on just like you, just like the other women that I have found in our beautiful little mastermind that we mm-hmm. we you know, do together. And so if the listener, if you guys are out there and you don't have that, examine yourself first because it's not everyone else's fault. It has to start with you. And so you having that and you learning to shift your mindset is definitely you shifting into a long game mentality. 
right? Would you agree, Sandra? Yeah, completely. And I think um, you mentioned the word that it just sums it all up. It's community. Like it's community. being part of a community where you are accepted and you give, you know, you know, we're, we're in a certain community that is based off of an interest, but like, it's still a community just as if we were in, you know, medieval times and we were like <laughs> helping each other raise a house or, you know, yeah. what I mean? in the 1800s, like no one builds their house by themselves. Their community nope. comes and raises the roof because yep. it's a monumental task. And so it's the same thing. It's just a interest-based community. And so, you know, because people tend to be like, oh, I'll just do it. Or, and again, it goes back to you. You can't know it all. You can't, you don't, it, it's more fun anyway. Like when there's people like, <laughs> yeah, on the vibe. It's so much and, more fun together. Totally. And like, you know, not everybody is in the, has the situation at home. Like sometimes I'm like, my husband has no idea what I am talking about. You know, he doesn't, he, he, he means well, but he doesn't know how to be supportive when I'm like bitching about something. He doesn't right. know how to, you know, respond or his response. I'm like, Oh, that's because you are in this business doing that. Like that doesn't work here, you know, kind of thing. So it's not fair to him because he doesn't, he doesn't play in your world. And so it is about finding people that do kind of speak the same language, right? Like you can call me and we can talk Kajabi together. Like we're probably that, that whole word right now might be a foreign language to many people listening. (laughs) Like Kajabi, what the hell are they talking about? But you and I know what we're talking about. Right. And we can have those conversations. You can't have that conversation with your husband. He doesn't have a a clue. And even just the muddling through on your own. I mean, you know, we have decided to go this road as entrepreneurs where, or solopreneurs, where we are like, we're the head of our business. You know, we do everything. We're calling the the head of it and you're the back end of it. Like you are the, you are the CEO and you're the janitor. Like you're all of it. And so I think, you know, that shared experience is, is really important too, to have a community, you know, Sometimes it's like, I just got to vent. I mean, we have that amongst each other. Like, all right, let me just vent for a minute about yeah, X, Y, and Z. I vented and, before we started this podcast. <laughs> right. It's like, but I mean, I accept it. I readily take that because I'm like, mm-hmm, I'm nodding uh-huh. like ridiculously big right now. Uh-huh. I'm with you, girl. That is so important. And that is really like the community that we've built off of this, whether it's two people in a community or 10 people in a community, you know, like I find that I've really, as a woman entrepreneur have sought that out. And I have my in-person networks. I have my Mm -hmm. online networks. I have these different groups where like I've gone out and put myself out there and said, like, I want to connect and I want to be a part of it. And that is showing up. I mean, you have to show up to these places. You want to, you want to meet people. You have to show up. You have to show up online. You have to show up in a Facebook group. You have to show up doing a live video in light beamers. And so that people (laughs) say, I know you, you know, you have to show up. You have to show up in person at a networking event so you can meet people. It's all of those things that you, you make an effort to do, to be a part of the community as well. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing that that one meeting, that one thing that you do, that one time that you show up, it's again, the trusting and the vision that that may lead to something else. But if it doesn't, right, you don't let that derail you like, okay, I went Mm -hmm. to that networking meeting and I actually realized that that's probably not the group that I want to continue, you know, meeting with. They're just, 
you know, I just didn't vibe with anybody. They weren't talking about the things that I'm interested in. And so those are actually good learning lessons. And so you just walk away and say, okay, next, right? Mm -hmm. You have that long game vision and you just trust that if it's not that one, then there'll be a different one that you can explore and it will be the right fit. Lord knows I've gone to plenty of networking things like that. And I know this is kind of a, a, a topic amongst entrepreneurs and business owners and small business owners and even people who work in companies that get sent to those networking meetings. We, I think we can all relate to the networking meeting you know, idea that there are many of them out there that are just dreadful. And it's not that they're <laughs> terrible. It's just it's not the right fit for you. And right, so right. you trusting that you keep going, you keep maybe trying some different ones, you know, again, having that long game vision is so important. And eventually you do, you find your fit, you find your place, but you can't ever get there unless you go and check it out. You show up, you go to the meeting, you show up, you know, visibly online or whatever you're doing, right? It's all part of it. I just love this conversation so much. I I hope that you, the listener, are getting something out of this as well. It's sparking inside of you this question of where am I playing the long game or where maybe am I not? Where mm-hmm. could I use the long game instead? And maybe where can my ego, where could I start to work on shoving my ego out of the way as we all have to do that? Unfortunately, we all get an ego. <laughs> and so we all have to learn to to manipulate it and get it out of the way sometimes. I certainly had to do that just as I've been sharing on these last few episodes of launching this podcast. And so this is an exercise of me stepping into the long game vision. And um, I'm hoping that this conversation will spark more of that in you guys and that you'll begin to examine these questions for you. And you'll also begin to seek out other people who are playing the long game strategy. I think this would be a great question. Speaking of networking meetings or some cocktail party that you go to, if and when we ever get to return to cocktail parties because of COVID. But you know, you meet somebody new, maybe you have a Zoom connect with somebody that you got introduced to and or even somebody that you know really well. I think this is a great conversation starter by asking them, where are you playing the long game strategy in your life? Isn't that a good one, right? Oh my gosh. And it can be anything. That's it what's be great anything. about it. Yeah. It could be relationships, it could be mm-hmm. your physical health, your spiritual journey, your business, your career. It really, it applies to anything. And it's a really great question for you to ask yourself and then to spark conversation with others that you know. Ask your spouse, go home tonight and ask your spouse if you have one or ask a significant other or your mom, your dad, your even your children. Like Get them thinking about Where are they playing the long game and see how other people identify it? Like just see what other people say and find out what sort of conversations this may spark in your own household. Oh, I love that. I'm going to ask my kids, even though I talk about it all the time. I haven't asked my kids, like, what is that? And it, you know, it got me thinking while you were talking about that too. Like, you know, it's about being present when you show up, you're present. So that's another way to look at it. Like, where are you present in your business? Where are you present in your life so that you can have a long game mindset? Yeah. And also remember to have that vision for other people when they may not be experiencing it, right? Like Mm -hmm. remind people, hold up the mirror for others and say, 
You got this, girl. Mm-hmm. We're in this for the long game. <laughs> totally. This isn't about episode number three. This is yeah. about what we're building overall, that the community will continue to build the conversations that we want to spark, the ideas that we want to generate, the conversations that we want to build amongst us and in our mm-hmm. communities and you know, on our calls and in our relationships. And so I thank you, thank you, thank you, Sandra. You guys, thank please, you. I'm going to link all of her information up in our show notes, but you can go to Sandra Sky, just like it sounds, S-K-Y, sandrasky.com to go and learn more about her. And you can also click on her podcast link there to follow up and find her long game podcast and definitely give it a listen. Um, it is a beautiful I mean, this is what she talks about day in and day out and gets all of these different viewpoints from different people playing the long game. So if you aren't playing the long game and you need some help, she would be a fantastic resource and her podcast would be a place to start. Put some earbuds in and go listen and get encouraged and inspired about how you could be playing the long game strategy. And I'm here to tell you (laughs) that I am here for the long game for the inside story. I am here for the long game and I'm very excited and and anticipate some really fun stories that will be coming from other people as well as out of me. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking very forward to that. And I can't wait to um, a year from now, we're actually recording this episode on September 11th, which is also a very significant day. And I look forward to September 11th, you know, 2021 to come back And think about how the long game have served all of us as we've journeyed through this together in the Inside Story podcast and and see where we are. So that's how I'm going to leave it. Thank you, Sandra. Love you so much. You You too. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.